You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. This week's executive comes from the creative sector. A visual artist by training, she went on to start the Craft and Design Institute back in 2001, which supports the development of creative businesses and entrepreneurs with critical skills and access to markets. Erica Alku is the CEO of the Cape Craft and Design Institute, joins uh, the market update for more. Erica, thanks so much for your time. I see that the uh, Craft and Design Institute, the CDI, has been going on for a very long time now, uh, over 20 years. When and how did your interest uh, in this industry begin? I also was an activist, or maybe I still am an activist, um, when I was a student. So I left university with a very strong sort of sense of a social commitment about a contribution to the building in East South Africa. And then I ran consultancy business for a while. And when the job to establish the CDI was advertised, I thought, well, this is just the perfect opportunity where those three kind of passions um, of mine actually meet, you know, that sort of, and I think it's gained much more traction in the last 20 years, but the importance of small business to the South African economy and, you know, the importance of creative businesses was less, you know, was less kind of visible then. Sure. But I, I just, you know, have a kind of passion, obviously, for the art and for creativity. And it just felt like this is an area where I could really make a contribution that was also in line with my expertise. In a perfect sense, because uh, you have made quite the uh, contribution at, at the uh, CDI, because uh, from my research, uh, you started uh, with around 60 uh, creatives on your database. Uh, as of uh, today, you've grown that to uh, over 9,300 and 55. So quite significant growth and quite a significant contribution uh, one can argue that you have made. How would you describe that growth journey though? So it's been a constant process of learning. I mean, I keep reflecting on the fact that initial, I, I still remember the interview, my job interview, um, and in fact the first sort of period of, of starting the CDR. So this is a completely new territory. Um, and I was employed on an, in fact, I think a one-year contract that, you know, with the potential for it to be renewed. Um, and so I never really expected that 21 years later I'd still, still be doing the job. So the journey has been a really interesting and exciting one with, con- you know, constant opportunities for growth and change. Um, you know, so I think being a creative person, I get bored quite easily for the I'm sort of astounded by the fact that I'm still doing the job. Um, and, you know, I think that's because the job involves, in fact, entrepreneurship and looking for opportunity. Um, it's strategic. Um, you know, um, you've got to think about, you know, what is the systemic change that we can bring about. Um, you know, ironically, one of the, the questions that I sort of was, was, was dealing with when we started was because there was there was only short term funding. I wanted to. I was thinking about well, how can we do something in a year or two or three years that alters the playing field, that changes the landscape. Mm-hmm. So if we don't carry on beyond that, at least we've shifted um, the dynamic and made an impact. And I think 
in a way, ironically, it was that sense of how do we um, build ourselves out of the job or out of relevance sure. that kept us um, relevant. If, yeah, again, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. It, it, it really does. I also want to understand uh, better who are some of the members that are, that are registered at the CDI. So it's a very, very wide range, and I think that was part of our learning also as an organization in the early days, is that, um, you know, in, in the early days, craft had a, had a kind of particular pejorative connotation, and in some circles it probably still does, um, as a kind of lower-value product, particularly mm-hmm. if you think about, you know, design products. Um, and so, again, with my sort of inquiring brain, whatever, it's like, trying to understand craft is not actually the product. Craft is the way of manufacturing the product. It's where the, the hand or the, or the creativity of the human being is the primary factor. And then if you look at it that way, then any, anything that is made by hand is, is craft, but then you're looking at the product. So um, if, if you're making jewelry, it's not craft, it's jewelry or fashion accessories. If you're making... Um, textiles for cushions. Um, again, it's not craft; it's it's homeware. So, taking that perspective on the sector, then opens up the the, uh, the opportunities and the possibilities of who might be the person that we're helping. So it's a long answer to your question, but um, it means that we have creative practitioners who might be working individually, or people who have small manufacturing businesses. And they're producing products in a whole variety of, of market segments, like um, textiles, like fashion, um, like homeware, like furniture, like footwear. Um, and so that's, in a way, where we, how we went from 63 people to, to over 9,000 people, and I think still growing. Mm-hmm. No, lots of I, Africans I, trying to make a living. I do like, um, I do like the... Uh, um, the extent to which you you open things up and you 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 broadened up the uh, creative economy. In fact, uh, the uh, founder of uh, Italtal um, once uh, responded to me saying that uh, his uh, understanding and interpretation of what the creative economy was was uh, anyone who created something, who made something essentially uh, that wasn't there. And I thought to myself that was such a beautiful way of looking at it because it incorporates so many. Individuals, but how how would you uh, describe the economy right now in your space? How are the businesses uh, in your space holding up right now? Just given some of the uh, challenges in the economy, but I suppose also the opportunities that are out there. So it, it is very challenging. I mean, we've moved from, if you think about it, we've moved from from COVID to trying to recover from COVID, and now into this environment with persistent load shedding. Um, and also just the state of the economy. So often the the products that our members are making are must have products. They're not essential. They're not food or petrol, um, things like that that you really need to live. Um, but I think I think what shifted um, in, in South Africa, particularly over the last couple of years, particularly with COVID, is I think that there's a greater appreciation for local and support for small business, and I think that's the great opportunity for, for our members, is how do we tap into that. Um, and I think even also the, the export market around, um, the, the exchange rate is particularly good for us. 
how do we, um, you know, from, from an export point of view, so how do we um, use that to our advantage? But also internationally, I think the, 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 in the context of the um, climate change and concerns around sustainability, again, I think there are more sort of conscious, conscious consumers who are looking for products and have a story behind them. Um, and that might also have, have more long, longevity. Um, so I think the sort of fast fashion or the sort of the, the allure of, of kind of cheaper goods that are more accessible, I think that trend hopefully is waning. Um, but so there's a lot of opportunity, but I think a lot of our, a lot of our members, obviously um, it's, it's challenging times for people to, um, to navigate this environment. Some people manage better than others, um, those people who are more resourced who have been more able to um, you know, pivot to online sales and working um, digitally in an, in an online um, environment. Um, so, But that's also what we're trying to push people towards. Um, and I think it, the sort of a silver lining, if you can call it that, of COVID, is that it forced people into um, an environment that they were quite hesitant and scared of. So, so as an institution, we're looking at how do we how do we help sort of push back momentum. You said that you were an artist by training. Uh, what kind of artist were you, or are you? Uh, am I? Yeah, yeah. So it's still I'm still trying to be an artist. Well, not trying to be. I'm still trying to find the time to be an artist. Um, I I trained as a printmaker. That was my 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 major. But actually, I paint and I draw. And in fact, I most recently made an animation um, for a group exhibition that I had last year. Um, so um, um, I guess as an artist, I'm more thinking about the content. What it is? What is it that I'm wanting to say? Um, and then I find the best way to say it. Well. Thanks so much for joining the Market Update to tell us a bit more about uh, your journey and uh, about your world. That is Erica Alk. She is the uh, CEO and also the executive founder of the Cape Craft and Design Institute. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.